When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Craig Burley and Shaka Hislop. We kick things off in the FA Cup. Manchester United safely through to the next round after a comfortable 3-1 victory over Reading. All the goals would come in the second half. Casemiro with a brace. Uh, Freddie as well with a nice finish. They would concede one, but United in complete control of this game. Reading ending the game with 10 men after Andy Carroll got sent off. Uh, Frank LeBeouf joins us as well to join the conversation. Frank, this was very comfortable for United in the end. Yes, it was. Uh, it was because they've been serious and it was just a matter of time before they, they scored a goal and, uh, and they did very well. Uh, they've been patient, but they worked hard and they put their good reason to make sure that they will uh, at some point, you know, score, score that goal. Reading worked hard, you know, with courage and Holmes at the back tried his best. But at the end of the day, the Red Devils uh, deserve to, uh, to win that game. Looking at it, I suppose the story once again for United over the last few weeks is Casemiro and how important he is. We obviously missed him in the Arsenal game and that was clear that he, he does leave a void when he's not in the starting eleven. but he just seems to enjoy it. Yeah, well, we didn't see, really need to see the Casemiro's skill set today, which is breaking a game up and being in the right position and filling in for centre-halves and full-backs and reading the game because... Reading didn't really offer anything until they scored the consolation goal. But yeah, he looks as if he's just enjoying his football again. Yeah. He's got a smile on his face, he's playing well. Obviously, it was a big miss in the Arsenal game. What we didn't expect was two goals. The second one was a little lucky with the deflection, but the first one was the finish of like a Van Nistelrooy or a Van Persie. I mean, in the old uh, Man United days, it was, he's got a little bit of everything to his game and... He sort of epitomises where United are at the moment. They didn't, they never, we never felt they were going to slip up in this game. They never looked like they were going to slip up in this game. And they're a very, very professional outfit right now. Shaka, when they were going through all their struggles and the Solskjaer ran it, you kind of think, well, who are the leaders yeah. in, in that dressing room? And just feel, because of what, everything that Casemiro has done and what he does on the pitch, it automatically becomes one of those. Exactly. You want to have somebody who, who can be the focus. That when things aren't going well, you can turn to, or if you're under pressure, who just is able to keep a, a, a calm head and Cas Casemiro does that, that's what he did for, for, for Real Madrid, sitting in front of the back four if you're under pressure, that's, that's when he's at his best. I think what's, what's uh, really good to see from Casemiro is in, in games like this, when you're a little bit frustrated in front of goal, he steps up and, and found two, two really good goals um, to, 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 to be the difference. It speaks, to, it speaks to how good a player he is and how much Manchester United desperately needed a character like that. But it wasn't Casemiro, it was Anthony who was given man of the match. Frank, were you as surprised as the rest of us by that decision? 
Well, I don't know who made that decision. <laughs> I think the guy wasn't at the bar. It wasn't at the game. He was at the bar, maybe. Uh, but uh, definitely not Anthony. I mean, he, he, he gave a good assist to Casimiro. Casimiro, fantastic first goal. But that's it, you know. And um, and Casimiro, Casimiro deserved to be man of the match because scoring of the goal, but also being the skipper of that team. Marcus Rashford, of course, was looking to make mm. it 10 straight home matches with a goal. It's never been done in the history of Manchester United. He thought that he had. However, VAR chalked it off offside. Controversial on this because it looked like the, the, the Reading player had made an attempt to play the ball. That's what we felt. And the officials will tell you that part of the law is you have to be in control of it, which is, again, sort of ambiguous. And then you, we, whilst discussing it, went back to the Liverpool-Wolves game where Salah scored from an offside position when the Wolves defender had to play the ball, uh, when he was never in control of it. So I think the frustration side is, for, is for us, for fans, and, and obviously for Marcus Rashford, who thought he'd broken that record, is there really isn't any consistency mm. is, in these offside uh, decisions. I felt the defender, even though it came at him quick, had a chance to clear it. He shanked it. Veghorst then headed it across the goals. He was in a slightly offside position. But I thought that reset the play. But obviously the officials thought differently. I, 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 I thought the goal should have stood as well. I think the big thing for me was that the pass was intended for Bruno Fernandes, who was clearly onside. I, I thought the, the Reading defender, uh, Holmes, was a long way away from, from Veghorst, who wasn't really interfering with the defender or his run. And so even though he was in an offside position when the ball was first played, it wasn't coming towards him, wasn't anywhere near him. Um, and, and so it falls to him in, in, in what, what can only be described as a different phase of play. From there on in, uh, Rashford gets his goal. And, and I, I thought it very harsh for it to be choked off. Uh, Frank, with your romantic ways, are you surprised that Ten Hag didn't keep Rashford on to get that 10th goal? In a way, yes, but I understand that there, there is, uh, in the near future, some uh, very important games for Manchester United, and uh, he needs it. He needs him, and uh, imagine if he would have uh, kept him on the, on the field and he would have gotten injured, you know, he would have been uh, very, uh, very bad for, for Manchester United. So I think he was, uh, he was um, wise enough to, uh, to think about the team, to think about the future, and not about uh, Rashford's record, which is, in fact, not very important. The important is what you do collectively, not, not personally. I think the importance is how he's playing. Not today in particular. But uh, and kept him on, though. Let him get the record. I would have no? kept yes. him on. Yes. I would have. Nice. If you're Marcus Rashford and you see Reading go down to 10 men, you're even doubly upset. Well, right, <laughs> let's. I think Ten Hag's saying, listen, I can't afford to. But he's not going to play mid. He doesn't have to play midweek, does I he? I can't afford to lose you. Oh, I, listen, I'm not getting involved in sentimental claptrap, right? Oh, what is <laughs> why is that not a surprise? Well, because I'm, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the pragmatic look to it. Right. I'm a man that sees the bigger picture. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, I've been serious. Leave me on. There's, there's a, there's, we're only just, what, just past halfway in the season. The guy's on fire. He's one of the first names in your team sheet, along with uh, Casemiro and one or two others. He's a game winner. I cannot afford the sentiment of leaving them on for a record that Ten Hag probably cares uh, not a lot about, and he picks up an injury. We saw the challenge that Andy Carroll put on Casemiro. We, we had Ericsson come off after a bad tackle as well, and Ten Hag said, well, we're waiting to see uh, 24 hours to see what the damage is there. You then can't have leave 
uh, Rashford on just for a record and he gets injured we're in the real world boys oh. we're not in fantasy land oh well mm. a number of teams are in fantasy land though as they book a place in the next round of the FA Cup uh, just taking you uh, I'll read them all alright we'll be done with it Walsall nil, Leicester City <laughs> one. <laughs> Stanley one, Leeds United three. You've Elsewhere, got the job. Sheffield Wednesday, Fleetwood, Blackburn and Birmingham. They'll have a replay in their respective matches. Southampton through against Blackpool. Ipswich and Burnley was the game to miss. That one finished nil nil. Elsewhere, Bristol City beat West Brom. All right, Leeds we can see it. Burnley was two two. Fulham one, Sunderland one. Yes, Spurs are three nil. There's not another page. Reading one. Here are the third round. Results in case you forgot. <laughs> Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Another 1-0 victory for Barcelona, this time away against Girona. A very underwhelming performance from Xavi's side, but in the end, Pedri's goal on the hour mark was enough to give them the win. Sam Marston caught up with Jules Koundé after the game. Hey Jules, uh, congratulations on the three points. Um, tough sort of last 10, 15 minutes there after going ahead. Talk us through those sort of last 15 minutes as Girona were pushing for the equaliser. Um, yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. Obviously, they were pushing. Uh, uh, we we could we could have do better in stopping this uh, the, the cross. Uh, but uh, but I think uh, the the team show show again character. Uh, even when it's tough, uh, everybody was doing the uh, making the efforts. Everybody was speaking, communicating, and it's really key when uh, the game is on the line and uh, when the, the the opponent is is pushing. That's a 14th clean sheet in 18 league games as well. What does that say about this team's? Not just not just in terms of their defending, but in terms of you know their resilience, the character when you're up against up against it. Yeah, I think you you said it. Uh, we we resilient. We show character even when uh, when it's tough, and it's a, a great job from everybody. Uh, Mark obviously is doing a, a great job, the defensive line, but also starting with the with the strikers and the midfielder. I think it's a, a team effort, and uh, everybody understand that uh, when we manage to 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 be uh, to to make a clean sheet, it's always easier because we know we're gonna have uh, chances to to score goals. 
So what that means for the moment, Barca are six points clear at the top of La Liga table. Real Madrid, of course, have the chance to close that deficit. They take on Real Sociedad on Sunday. Craig, I thought this game was really similar to what we saw in the Getafe game. Yep. In that they didn't really do much, but they just about got it done. But there's a lot of areas of the pitch you'd be questioning why they're looking so vulnerable at the moment. Not a lot of pace to the play again and, and not a lot of Christmas to the passing, which, which completely goes against what we saw in the cup final in Saudi Arabia. Yep. Now, he has rotated a little bit since that cup final and De Jong was out and then he was back in, had a rest. And once again, you have to say, Ansu Fati got taken off and we're not seeing we're not seeing that exciting Ansu Fati who does things on the field, you go, wow, I mean, he could, he's just a game changer. He's just not, it's not happening for him at the moment. Maybe with the, the injury problem to Dembele, he'll get some game time in the wider position when, Ansu, when uh, Lewandowski comes back in from his suspension. But yeah, I, I suppose a bit like Real Madrid, they're just somehow finding a way to get those three points, which is fine. Yes. Which is fine. But, I mean, Girona, although they were completely outplayed and the stats will tell you all that, you saw in the highlights a couple of those chances there and, and maybe the potential for a penalty call. When it is so tight at 1-0 and you're not finishing these teams off that play with that sort of low block, then it only takes that bit of... 10 seconds where the defenders don't pick up and the striker makes a mess of it. Another time it goes in or the referee gives a decision against Barca, which he didn't today. You're dropping points and then all of a sudden Real Madrid are completely back in this race. If you're the host, it's just so frustrated because, as I mentioned, it was a real gift of a goal, Shaq. Yeah, it, it really was. And, and that has to be... You can't, you can't do that against, Bar uh, against Barcelona, even this version of Barcelona. And it, it, it gives you an, an uphill climb. And it starts down in the corner. And this is just so cheap. I mean, not wanting to concede a throw or corner and, and you give the ball away to Barca in, in these parts of the field and then compound that with... This just isn't goalkeeper good goalkeeping and that's about as nicely as, as I can put it. When you come up against Barcelona, um, you know it's always going to be a tall order. When Barcelona in this kind of form, there, there's, there's an opportunity for you. To throw that opportunity way, away, to shoot yourself in the foot, I, I think is, is doubly damning for, for Girona. And the penalty? Seem, I, I'm surprised because we, we know that Spain go on the softer side when, when it comes to awarding penalties. When you see those two holding incidents in the book, in, in the box on the replay, I was surprised Listen, that they didn't send the ref to VAR. We, we, we know very well, Daniel, that had this been against Barcelona or Real Madrid, or even Atletico Madrid, you know, Jordi Alba's got a hold of a shirt there uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, Alba started it. Alba's got a hold of a shirt. Eric Garcia, Garcia follows on. Is, is grappling. And quite frankly, it probably should have gone against him. Now, had it been on a Barca player in a big game and the drop points or Real Madrid, they would, it would have been all over the papers. Yeah. So that's my point, is when you're leaving games as tight as they are, it could come down to something like this going against you, which hasn't on this occasion. But the weird thing is, I'll go back to the cup final in Saudi Arabia. Chabi had a big smile on his face. He loved what he saw. We talked about the youngsters in particular yeah. and Lewandowski, who was available for that game. Played a Ruhu right back, tactically just got everything spot on. And the word was that Xavi finally, he, this is not him saying, but he kind of finally thinks that he's moulding this team into the shape that he wants it. And maybe that's the case, but we just haven't really seen the evidence of that since they came back. In fact, I think the performances since, since they returned 
from Saudi Arabia have actually been quite worrying. Yes. Not, not mm. the points total, but the performances. Uh, Ali Moreno was supposed to be with us for the whole of this discussion. He joins us now as we just fixed uh, uh, your technical problems. Ali, I imagine you agree with everything the boys have said. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what the boys have said, but sure I agree with them. <laughs> they said Barca were brilliant. Best they've seen. Uh, uh, the, how they set the bar so high after that win in Saudi Arabia, but they just haven't kicked on from it. Yeah, and, and the surprising thing is that that was supposed to be sort of the uh, jumping point. That was supposed to be the moment in which, okay, now they've turned the corner because now they know that they can beat Real Madrid in a big game. And so, therefore, you would think, logically speaking, at least on paper, that this was then the moment to where you were going to see the very best from Barcelona. I will say this about Barcelona, uh, if you want to be sort of glass half full, is that defensively they're keeping zeros. But if you actually watch the games, it's not that they're keeping serious because defensively they've been so good. It's that they managed to make the big save with Ter Stegen or the big tackle here and there. But they're hanging on at the end of matches. They were hanging on against Getafe. They were hanging on against Real Sociedad when Real Sociedad were playing a men down in Copa del Rey quarterfinal in the midweek. And they were hanging on today against Girona, a team that for long periods of time during the match didn't really present much of a threat but once they decided to commit some numbers forward now Barcelona were hanging on once again so you may want to focus on the one nothing and say well look how good they have been defensively and how disciplined they have been I look at it from the perspective that eventually and I think this is something that Craig may have been talking about eventually this is going to catch up to you 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 haven't been able to put teams away, and this is a concern that Xavi has communicated time and time again. They don't put teams away, they allow teams to hang around. Eventually, this is gonna catch up. They have to improve, but having said all that, they're winning games, mm. and in winning games, it's easier to resolve issues when everybody's feeling good about the current situation of the club. Uh, three new one-nil wins then in a row for Barca. The one midweek saw them book a place in the next round of the Copa del Rey. Joining them, of course, was Real Madrid after beating Atleti in extra time. A lot of talk in Atleti about the referees and the officials and the preference uh, for Real Madrid. Uh, Gil Marin, who is the CEO of Atleti, snaps. That's what the front page of Marca says. Uh, leaving Madrid with 10 in their stadium with 1-0 in the 71st minute. They were major words. Uh, here it is. There you can see it now. And Madrid is a club with much interest surrounding them. They create pressure, which affects the people that creates their decisions. Refs are aware of what awaits them if they hurt Madrid with any mistake the system is like that and Atleti we cannot change that alone uh, very much the theme of this win we're Atleti we're not one to complain about referees but, but we've had enough we're not one to complain but here's a complaint <laughs> look Stevie and I talked about this the other day I, I don't think there was any could he have given me a yellow for it possibly is it the worst chat I mean it's clumsy but I mean come on I don't know yeah Ali have Atleti got a case I don't think so. And I think at some point, if you're Atletico Madrid, you have to stop acting like the little team, like the little brother. You, you are a team that has won La Liga. You are a team that has reached uh, Champions League final, that you were minutes away from winning the competition. So stop acting as, as if you are some sort of uh, little brother that doesn't get a fair shake, that doesn't get a, a fair deal. That Real Madrid gets a call, who's surprised about that? That Barcelona gets a call, who's surprised about that? But the more that you act as a little team, 
the more that they, the calls they're gonna get and the less calls that you're gonna get. If you are Atletico Madrid and you're beating Real Madrid in the, manage in, which, in the manner in which they were and you were controlling the pace of the game and seemingly were on top of Real Madrid and under control, then why take a step back? And that has nothing to do with a refereeing call. That's a mindset, and it's a mindset that is coming from Diego Simeone of where you're just going to defend what you have instead of trying to go get more. That mindset of a team that is just going to defend, that is us against the world, that has to change from Atletico Madrid. You continue to behave as a little team, you're going to continue to be treated as a little team. What do you think, Jack? Do you have sympathy for them? Um, for who exactly here? For Atletico Madrid, they harm done by the rest no, pickle no, them. Not right now. Listen, I, I understand. I, I truly believe that the big clubs get better of the call. I've said that. But where, if you are going to call ref result or the league out on that preferential treatment, you have to do it at a time where it's obvious. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think that was, that was a, another yellow card. I didn't think that should, should have been send, uh, sending off on the other side of the coin. Atleti had a player sent off fully deserving. Yeah. So if you are going to make this kind of headline-grabbing statement, it has to be at a time where you have a watertight case that nobody can challenge. Otherwise, all you end up with now is you look like, as much as you say you don't complain, as much as you say you've learned to take the knocks, you just look like that spoiled loser. And, and to, for, for Marine, I'm sorry, the timing of this was just awful in an effort to present a case. They are a big club, though, aren't they? Of course they are. So when they go to the Elches and the Getafes and Valladolid and all these, and, and, and they're all thinking, well, they're getting the decisions. Mm -hmm. They are a big club. They've got a huge stadium. They've got the most expect the, the highest paid coach on the planet, I believe. Uh, they've got some big, big, big players. They are, they are a big club. Nobody, to my knowledge, you talk about officials, I know what he's saying about pressure, outside pressure from maybe the, the club, from the club itself and maybe the executives and Florentino Perez and all that, but nobody harangues players in La Liga more than Atleti players. Mm -hmm. Nobody harangues officials on the touchline yeah. more than Diego Simeone. Nobody runs up and down like a madman in their face more than him. So they, they are guilty too, yeah. for sure. Uh, just switching gears completely, Ali, before I let you go, you went on yesterday where, of course, it was announced the Copper America 2024 will be held in the U.S. I'm just wondering, from a Venezuelan, from a South American perspective, do you have any problem with that decision? I do, and I may be in the minority in this. Uh, I know that the way that CONCACAF and CONMEBOL have described it is as a strategic partnership. Uh, okay, it's a way to make money. That's the strategic partnership. It's I scratched your back, you scratched my back, and we're all gonna get fat because of this, and we're all gonna get money because of this, and we're all gonna benefit. And I suppose if that's how you're making a decision, so be it. The infrastructure in the United States, yes, is far superior to any of that in South America. And the popularity of the Mexican national team here in the United States is also gonna attract attention the product and what you're going to be able to provide in the stadiums, I know that there are a lot of people that are going to be excited about it. So by all the metrics, they're going to be able to say, this tournament was a success. I'm not denying any of that. But what I would say, and I would pose it as a question, what would we be saying if the Euros were being held in the United States of America? If the Euros were being held outside of Europe? And some people will say, well, but, you know, Copa America, in the United States, it's, it's the same region. Oh, really? 
Because geographically, it is closer to get from London to New York than it is from Buenos Aires to New York. Here's what I'll say. It doesn't feel right that the South American tournament is being held outside of South America. It wouldn't happen for other confederations. Comebol allows it to happen because they fall in love with the potential of earning dollars and those dollars are going to go back to Comebol. They're going to go back to CONCACAF. As a South American international, I don't like it. I'm more old school when it comes to this stuff. If it is a South American tournament, it should be held in South America. Well, you're you taking say, it away from the fans down there, though, aren't you? Yes. Wasn't I mean, yeah. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the last time it was played, it was played behind closed uh, doors. Yes, yep, exactly. Because of the pandemic. Yes, yep. And then two years later, or whatever it is, you're taking it out. So the fans can't go anyway. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking it, never mind all the other arguments that, that Ali's made, which are correct. I mean, I'm, 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 the Euros, I mean, when I played in the Euros and they said to me, oh, you're playing it in uh, South America, I'd be like, well, you, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, I this think is... everyone will be very rational and take it well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's about stadiums being full in those countries or in wherever it's held in South America. And they've not been able to go to it two years ago and most of them won't be able to go to it now because it's been held in a different region. It, ju- it, it just smacks of what this game has become from top to bottom about people making a lot of money. But from a CONCACAF perspective, you must welcome this, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I certainly do. And to, to, to go back to the Centenario 2016, which I thought was a successful tournament, I, I thought that was a precursor of what was to come. And less about it being, being a Copa America, but it being all-encompassing for, for all of the Americas. At the same time, as an international tournament, I think the Copa America is still playing catch-up in terms of it being a, a, a television product for a global audience. It's playing catch-up with the Euros. So it makes a significant step in that direction. But to Ali's point, that's about money. That's about television audiences. That's about revenues and less about the history of, of, of the game. But I feel that as you see the Euros expanding, as you see the World Cup expanding, you felt that there needed some, something this side of the world that continues to compete at that international and global level with those tournaments. Uh, we'll say thank you very much. Uh, are you going to go on Football America tomorrow and shout at the moment, Ali? Are you kidding me? I don't want to hang out with those guys. There we go. Good. That's, that's quite a long list now. Uh, thank you very much, uh, to, uh, Ali. Just a reminder then, uh, La Liga continues tomorrow. Uh, me and Ali will be in studio ahead of Real Madrid against Real Sociedad. Our coverage starts at 2.30 Eastern. Meanwhile, of course, our main game today was Manchester United against Reading. It was a comfortable victory for Ten Hag's side. He caught up with Nader Manua after the game. So, after the Arsenal game, you mentioned mentality, the mentality to go and win trophies and how in that moment they didn't have it. So, how do you feel your team approached the game today? Uh, this is a different game. This game, uh, definitely you have to win. Uh, Arsenal, yeah, of course, as well. And when you're making mistakes, that was my comment, uh, you can't win top games. And but today we had a moment as well, uh, with um, just before half-time, a big chance. And uh, you dominate the whole game and you give one chance away. And that can't be happened. So we have to grow in that uh, fact of the game. But I think in other phases of the game, we played really well. Uh, in opponent's half, uh, good in possession, good between the lines, especially good movement behind the lines. We create many chances, uh, only one thing, we didn't score. And when you saw the way that Reading was set up, what do you think was key to be to be in a position essentially to break them down? Yeah, to get behind them. And that's not so easy uh, against such a you know, compact opponent, but we did. And I said, yeah, we did quite well. Yeah. 
And with that, it sounds like you're saying the players have to remain patient. Do you have enough players on the field that say have that understanding, or is it a message you have to bring in yourself? I think we have seen the players on the pits have that, like Harry Maguire, Casemiro, Christian Eriksen, Bruno. Definitely they have it, and um, I think we did it quite well. Our possession game was really good for today. And just conceding the goal, is it something that you can overcome, or is it a frustration for you as you walk away today? As always, is football is a game of mistakes, I know, but uh, um, be concentrated, uh, not to make the mistakes, and especially the one just before half-time or uh, from the corner, uh, that can't happen. If we want to win trophies, uh, we have to get that our, out of our game. And um, Christian Eriksen, he seemed a little bit unhappy when he came off, is everything okay with him? Yes, because it was a bad tackle. Uh, and something with his ankle. I don't. Uh, I don't hope it's too bad, but we have to wait a minimum 24 hours before we can set the right diagnosis. And overall, say you happy with today, or what would you say? Yeah, the aim was to get into the next round, and I think it was uh, souverain. It was uh, quite clear. Uh, um, uh, only one team deserved to win today. That was Manchester United. I think also the fans some some good attacks, uh, good goals. So I think it was a good night. Well, thank you very much. And congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Nadem joins us now. Nadem, did you choose Anthony as man of the match? <laughs> Anthony? Anthony? Which Anthony is this? I know. Which one are you talking about? He was given man no. of the match. I'm blaming you. <laughs> well, he finished the game. Obviously, I don't think he was necessarily man of the match. And to be honest, some of the crowd, I don't think they're too keen on him. But, you know, as Ten Hag said, overall, it was a good performance by the team. And they stayed patient because that red inside, they were, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was three and four midfield, it was five at the back. It was three midfielders in front of it going side to side, not really attacking, but they did what they needed to do and overall it was a good performance. Are you surprised he didn't leave Rashford on to try and break the record? Uh, maybe. There is that sentimental side to it and Rashford did look very disappointed when he was coming off the field, but I think even beyond the record, that's just a player that wants to finish games, wants to score goals. But the fact is, you know, he's played a lot of football and he's going to try and manage them between now and the end of the season because if everything goes their way, you know, they'll be on a good run in this. They've got the Carabao Cup finals potentially play should they win that second semi. They've got the league run in and then the Europa League as well. So I think, yeah, Europa League as well. So I think ultimately it's part of the process and there is disappointment, but I think Marcus will be just fine. Nadem, that's yeah. it. Nadem, do you get a lot of abuse there because you're City ways? Well, no, because I sit on the fence so much, Dan, nobody seems to care that I'm here. So it's not the worst <laughs> thing in the world, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sometimes it's good not to be no. Uh, Nadem, as always, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Brighton Liverpool is tomorrow. Stoke City, Stevenage and Wrexham against Sheffield United. Then on Monday we see Derby County take on West Ham. All of those games will be live on ESPN+. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Bayern's stuttering start continued to 2023 as they can manage a 1-1 draw against Eintracht Frankfurt. Leroy Sané would open the scoring in the 34th minute, but Mouani with the equaliser with 20 minutes to go sees two more drop points to the defending champions. Archie caught up with Matthias De Ligt after the game. Matthias, a 1-1 draw in the end, a third game without a win for Bayern. How would you sum the game up today? Yeah, it's not good enough, of course. Uh, if you draw for the third time in a row, it's, it's not good enough. Uh, of course, Fra- Frankfurt is a good opponent, but we, have to, we definitely have to do better. What do you have to do better, exactly? Yeah, I think a lot. Uh, with the ball, without the ball, um, the intensity, there are a lot of things that, that we have to improve. And yeah, if, you, if you don't do that, it's difficult even against the opponent like today. Is the team worried right now? Because... It's weird to see Bayern Munich at home in a Bundesliga game not be able to really create a clear-cut chance in the final half hour, regardless of who they're playing. Oh yeah, of course we we want to clear, we want to create as much chance as possible, and and we do we don't we don't do that. Uh, the last three games, what, what you say, uh, we didn't create so many, many chances, and yeah, we we have to look at how we can improve that because yeah, right now it's it's not enough. What's the coach saying? I don't know. I was I wasn't in the in the dressing room because I have doping. So. But generally, the mood right now, like, what's it like? Yeah, that we have to improve, of course, uh, because it's not good enough. Uh, against Leipzig, a draw in the end. Okay, you can say okay, it's a tough opponent. At home against Köln, you have to win. At home against Frankfurt, if you're Bayern Munich, you have to win, and we we don't do that. So, yeah, we definitely have to improve. We got a title race then in Germany. Just one point then separates Bayern and Union Berlin, who won earlier in the day. Leipzig, of course, have started 2023 well as well. They sit just two points off the defending champions. Uh, let's welcome in now Archie Rintat. Uh, join. Oh, I was hoping you were wearing your big thing that you were wearing before, Archie. It's like when the dog's gone to the vet. <laughs> to stop, <laughs> stop <laughs> the wounds. Uh, Archie, we'll talk about Frankfurt it's in a moment. Star Wars look, mate. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Bayern first. Why are they so bad? It's the million dollar question right now, or million euro question. Mm. How. As Oliver Kahn put it, who is the president of Bayern these days, why they are a different team since the World Cup has has been over. Because before the World Cup, Jamal Musiala seemed in flow mm-hmm. and they were creating chances, scoring goals for fun. I was at their final home game uh, of 2022 against Werder Bremen, who they absolutely tore apart. I can't remember seeing Bayern at home and not creating a chance in the final half hour. You saw it in the Matthijs de Licht interview there. Trying to say his name correctly can cost you a bit. Uh, And I think that it's it's really problematic for Julian Nagelsmann right now, what's happening, because it doesn't look like the team is is really adhering to his plans or playing with anywhere near the kind of tempo that he wants them to play with and key players are looking off it. 
Thomas Muller, I thought, had a good first half, but he was slowing the play down in the second half. And you wonder, was his inclusion today as much a political play by Julian Nagelsmann uh, just to make sure that he has a very important ally on side in the dressing room? This was not Bayern Munich as, as you know it. In the first half of the season, when they dropped points, it was because they weren't taking chances. Much more worryingly today, they weren't creating chances. And what's more... Eintracht Frankfurt were more than on their eye level today and deserved that point because Bayern were poor. You look at the personnel there, Shaq. Yeah. This is a, this is a team that's more than capable of getting it done. Uh, listen, I, I thought Bayern Munich were trying to get all their joy down, down the wings, understandably so, when you've got players like Sani and, mm. and Kuman uh, in, in this instance. Uh, delivering from from out wide but Eintracht Frankfurt to their credit they read the script they played five at the back they cut off the service from from wide and then um, where I thought and and, uh, as Archie Archie was touching on where I thought things kind of look strange or maybe come unstuck is the inclusion of Muller. Now Musiala is is easily the the most clever the most unpredictable of the Bayern players Yet he played a little bit deeper because of that inclusion of Thomas Mullen, who, who at times went to stand next to Chupo Moting. But as a result, Frankfurt had a bank of five, a bank of four, and Bayern weren't able to get much joy at all in their box. You saw the effort from Kimmich from a long way out, and that was all that Bayern could, could, could muster up until the opening goal when, for once, uh, Muller drifted wide and, and, and found space. And that's where they got the joy. But then... Frankfurt didn't get frustrated. They didn't try to do anything special. They just kept frustrating, frustrating Bayern Munich. And in in Kolomowani and the pace that Kamada brought when once once he came on, I, I thought they were deserving of, of the equaliser. They frustrated Bayern and took their chance when it came. Archie, I feel like we've been there before though over the years. Oh, we've got a title race. Oh, it's going to be close. Look at Bayern. They're not winning every game, and then they just go, "Oh, we better start winning now." Is it going to be a case of history repeating itself? Of course they're favourites, because look at that squad. You look down that team sheet and you think, well, there's more than enough here. I think the way that RB Leipzig are playing right now and how they're firing on all cylinders, there's something to be said for there being more in this title race than before. I still expect Bayern to win it, but I think that given the problems that there are around the club with uh, what's been going on with the goalkeeping coach situation with Tony Topalovic, who was very well liked within the dressing room and indeed by Manuel Neuer, who is injured now for the rest of the season. With with that happening, I think there there is certainly a bit more discomfort in, in the dressing room right now. The way that Serge Gnabry was, was handled after his Paris Fashion Week excursion as well. It feels a bit different right now. I, I still expect them to go on a run at some point. And it's worth noting that they still have only lost one Bundesliga game this season. And what's more, Dan, they're 16 games unbeaten in all competitions. <laughs> and here it's it's crisis alarms. They're on the brink. And I'm like, well, this, this is a pretty nice crisis to be in. So, look, the main thing from a Bayern perspective is that they beat PSG in the Champions League. And I think that's probably the most worrying prospect right now is that they don't look like a team that will do that. And even if Jan Sommer is a very good goalkeeper, he's not Manuel Neuer in in his best form. So 
nervy times in Munich right now. Uh, for the visitors, it was Colin Moani who was once again uh, the difference between Frankfurt and their opponents. 10 goals, 11 assists in 26 matches. What a season he's having, of course. Going to be even better if he'd scored an extra time in the World Cup. Uh, for more on him, um, Archie caught up with Goethe after the game to get his opinion on the French international. What can you say about Randall Kolomouani? Uh, he is quite something. I mean, uh, he's a great person first, so that, that's uh, the most important thing. And, uh, and secondly, he's, uh, he has great quality. You can see it today on the pitch, especially for our game, especially today, um, uh, how he created his, uh, his chances, uh, how important he is for our game, uh, especially, especially in these kind of games. So uh, we are happy that he is with us and um, yeah, we, we will enjoy playing together. Nearly copied you with a World Cup winning goal as well. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> Have you mentioned that to him? Uh, not yet, not yet. I mean, we focus on uh, on playing together, on the games, the games ahead. So uh, we are we are enjoying ourselves. Uh, yeah, maybe too soon, Archie. Yeah, Frank Lebeuf is here because Milani's French. Frank, do you like him? I love him. I, I think he, he digested, you know, that uh, specific uh, action, you know, of the, the the last second of the World Cup. And, and he shows to the world that he's very uh, into confidence when he plays and that he, he's kind of forcing his uh, teammates to give him the ball. We, see, we saw that today on the, on the goal that he scored. He makes a run, he's not getting the ball, but he, gets a little, he goes a little bit wide and, and then he, he knows that he's going to be served and, and he, he, his teammates know that he has to give him the ball. He goes wide a little bit, then because of his confidence, he knows that he can take uh, Upe Mikano out and score the goal easily. Yeah, Upe Mikano cannot react. The power that he has, the technique that he has, makes him one of the best strikers right now in the world. How long until he's playing for Bayern, Archie? <laughs> That's, that has been something that has been, has has been rumoured here. I think also worth pointing out, even if my question to Mario Goetze was a little bit evil, France wouldn't have been in that World Cup final had it not been for Randall Kolomouani winning the penalty at 2-0. So he helped make that moment in the first place. Uh, the way that he's playing, the fact that he did what he did there to Deo Upamecano, who was a little bit behind him when he received the ball. But Upamecano has been the best defender in the Bundesliga this season. And not many people can do that. I spoke to his coach, Oliver Glasner, after the game, who said that he's been working on trying to get him cutting in or cutting onto his left foot as well. Looks like he's doing that pretty well. And I tell you what, Frankfurt against Napoli in the Champions League is going to be quite a game as well because it's not just about Kolo Mouani, it's about Jesper Lindstrom as well, who did something that I've never seen a player do at Bayern before today, which is not make two Bayern players inside two minutes, let alone it being Jamal Musiala and Deo Upamecano. That's pretty impressive. And Mario Goetze as well, the boy himself. He is in stunning form and is a big reason why Eintracht Frankfurt are in a good position to play Champions League football again next season. Kola Mouani, they got on a free from Nantes. And just think about what dollar they're going to be able to get from him, whether it's from Bayern or anyone else. Because, yeah, I, th I think, Frank, he's, he's known as the, the TGV in France because he is such a train. And, yeah, we saw it today. We saw it in the Champions League against Sporting as well. So a player with so much ability and, yeah, a big reason why Eintracht Frankfurt may even have a shout in this title race in the Bundesliga. Uh, meanwhile, for Bayern, up next for them is Mainz in the German Cup live on ESPN Plus on Wednesday, Archie. They won't mm -hmm. lose that, will they? 
what I thought, but I, I put that to a German colleague of mine tonight, and he rolled. He he, he said, "Well, you know, Mainz is traditional difficult place to go." Borussia Dortmund found that out the other night, and given that Bayern aren't scoring very many right now, I I, I wouldn't say that Mainz are going to be completely out of it. You may look back to the fact that Mainz lost six two at Bayern earlier this season, but that's when this team was on song. Jamal Musiala was very much in the zone and he's got to still find, find his feet a little bit. He was playing better today, but that wasn't the Jamal Musiala still that was tearing things up in the the first half of the season in 2022. So yeah, I think that there'll be a start for Ryan Gravenberg. who has been unfortunate not to start in the Bundesliga so far this season. I thought that he should have probably started today, given the way he played against Cologne the other day. And yeah, more players I would assume will get their chance, but, if, if they lose that, Yuli Nagsman, he's already under a lot of pressure. He accepts that. He'll be under a lot more given the way that Bayern went out in ignominy last season to Borussia Mönchengladbach, five goals to nil. They didn't win the cup the year before either. They went out to Holstein Kiel, uh, who were in the second division. It, Bayern need to be winning the German cup, but particularly for Julian Nagelsmann's reign because the Bundesliga at Bayern is not seen as just being enough. Arturin, as always, thank you very much. Uh, Frank, thank you for the moment. Frank will be back on Extra Time uh, with us. So German action continues tomorrow. Schalke taking on Klon by Leverkusen against Borussia Dortmund. Should be a cracker. That's at 11.30 Eastern here on Plus. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Uh, that is it then. Be sure to stay tuned as Extra Time is next. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. I have no questions. Not surprised, you know, do you know, really. Do you know what, uh, that raffle? The raffle that Anthony won where he won Man of the Match. Next week's raffle is for one of the Man United players that can come in here and watch all those highlights. Oh, hey, well, we went everywhere today. Uh, Craig is here. Shaka as well. Uh, we also we didn't go to Mexico. We also we welcome. always normally go to Mexico for some <laughs> game that I go. Why the uh, hell are we going there? Uh, Frank the Buff is Frank. Try not to swear today, if you don't mind. Is that all right? Is it <laughs> <laughs> 
when, when, oh, well, you know, that's not, that's going, you know, into culture. It's not well, swearing, you know, well, it's, uh, it's part of the culture in France, you know, come on. Uh, yes, but you, st know. you still can't say that Listen, word. If you keep doing that with your sheets, the questions won't appear. I know, but I thought they might do. Uh, Just okay. put them up on the screen. Put them off the screen. It's not difficult. Okay. I mean, we, all, we have this thing every time. You don't have the questions because there was a gazillion highlights Casemiro there. Casemiro been the best Premier League signing this season, Frank. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yes, ahead yes. of Marlins. Hold on a second. Ha. No. Alan for me is better. <laughs> still, still. But Casimiro is doing great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot, forgot Alan, and I'm very sorry. Uh, That's okay. But uh, don't swear. Uh, I never thought. The thing is, I was sure that I was sure that Alan would have that impact. I had some uh, yeah. question marks about Casimiro. Casimiro, I'm very surprised. The guy is a monster. Pope. Botman. Who? <laughs> right. Rashford didn't get his goal in a 10th consecutive home game, but he's still clearly on a heater. What's the hottest streak you've ever witnessed? It's interesting you asked this question and Adam during the show, and we didn't get a chance to discuss it because we went off to some random highlights. Right. But you, uh, and there was many of them. <laughs> Lots. Very exciting. <laughs> music. Music is going to keep me up. He looks disheveled today. He looks like he's been for the ring. Music is going to keep me up all night. <laughs> uh, can what do you mean? The, the hair's all over the, the place. The musician. Is it? Yes. You, that pot calling the kettle? No, no, I'm just look saying. You, you, you just look exhausted with everything that's just happened. I was fine to all about 20 minutes ago until we started putting all those highlights in. I was like, oh, there's no way, I'm losing the will here. You asked Nathan the question. Yes. yes. He took him off before he got his record. Yes. That's management. Right. Ten Hag has no interest, really, in whether Rashford gets the record today. His only interest is, is he fit? Is he going to keep scoring goals for the rest of the season? What if we left him on, he got his goal, waited another five minutes and he does his hamstring? Right. That's, he's, he got, there's a bigger picture here. I'd have left him on. There you go. And that's why you're sat here next to me. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, go back to the original question. Nah. Disheveled. <laughs> Disheveled? I don't think so. Hold on, look. Careful. What are the young ladies saying makeup? Not anything about me. When you went in, she went, oh, you, you need a haircut. Uh, no, she said, I like your hair long. No, no, she first of all said, you need a haircut. <laughs> and then she went, she realised, she backtracked, she went, oh, actually, right, I away, like away from makeup antics. <laughs> hey, on a, I imagine Larson when he was on fire. That's so impressive. Oh, you're going to be like that now? No, I can't remember. Right. Well, uh, Henrik went on uh, a massive tear-up uh, for three or four years, but it was after I'd gone. Okay. The first season when I, we were there and we had we were successful, I think he, he had, um, I might be wrong, maybe around 17 goals that year. Right. So for, by his standards yeah. of 40 or 50, which I think he did when he was playing with Chris Sutton or, or John Hartson or whatever it was, that was more of a tear-up. Uh, Share a shank? No, I don't really remember. Uh, not, not that run of games, not that long a run of games. Okay. I, I certainly don't. I, Frank, I, anyone ring a bell who's done well as a striker that you remember, please? 
Uh, somebody that I played against, Jean-Pierre Papin, when he was oh, in Marseille, yeah. you know, I, I had the, the chance, I say, to, to play against him. And you knew that at some point he would score a goal. I mean, that was, that was crazy for defenders. He was always finding the right spot and he was scoring goals after goals. Crazy, man. What about this? This is opening a door for trouble. What have you done on a day off that would infuriate today's fans? Shaka. Welcome to me. Breathe. <laughs> Today's fans are infuriated by anything, uh. right? Honestly, uh, what we got, you're going to learn to fly, weren't you? Yeah. And then you got banned from that. Yeah. So I signed up to do a private pilot's license. Yes. Somebody called into Soccer AM. <laughs> so the pilot who's going to be teaching me told his mates. One of his mates called into Soccer AM. Right. And told his story. And Glenn Roder called me as I go, oh, you can't be doing that. Oh, wow. So, uh, so I, well, I, I denied it. I'll tell you what, that, that make your stomach drop to the ground if you were sat in a flight and the door opened and out of the cockpit, <laughs> your big face turns he's the pilot. He's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good though. I had a lesson, I had one lesson. Right. It was so good. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I've had a lesson as well, actually. It's interesting it, how much they let you do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you yeah. remember when uh, Jurgen Klinsmann used to come on? Yes. For the Bundesliga? Yeah. And he was, at that time, he might have done it, but he was having helicopter lessons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got his license. Les Ferdinand uh, had a helicopter. He used to fly his helicopter to Reading training. From where? From London. Les used to live wow. in London and fly his helicopter to Reading. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Frank, have you ever had flying lessons? No, no, but I'm a biker and um, oh. I've been a biker since 93 and my coach at Strasbourg was very upset. I got one time uh, a motorbike accident and I never said that it was, mm, that it was an accident. Uh, I always said that it was my son who locked the door and uh, that I was caught in my hand. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was very upset because it, it was not forbidden, it was, how do you say, frowned upon? Yeah, frowned upon, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah frowned frown upon's a good expression. Paintballing? Paintballing? Drinking. <laughs> you went paintballing? Yeah. Really? Would that infuriate today's... Uh, That's quite a fun activity. I can't I've never you'd... been paintballing. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, it's quite a fun... Like... Yeah, well, you should do fun things with my teammates. Right, okay. <laughs> Nights out, going for meals, paintballing, go-karting. Go-karting? A lot. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So, no, oh, we did go-kart. Do you remember, Craig? We did go-kart before the final, the FA Cup final. And I remember Marcus was running over Kevin Hitchcock with his go-kart, you know. That was quite dangerous, yeah, you know. Yeah, go-karting, that, that was that a fun, was fun. But because that it was, was always superseded, the go-karting was usually arranged for Tuesday. Because back before they were training the players every day and whatever, we used to have Wednesdays off, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Kind of, Wednesday was the yeah, staple was day a, off. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, Wednesday, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a few other days here. Yeah. Well. Uh, so Tuesday night, Tuesday was a designated <laughs> day. Right. Golf. Paintballing, because you got get pelted with those pellets. Yeah. yeah. I've never been paintballing. No, I bruise easily. I don't think anything well, well, Yourself. I, don't <laughs> I think I like that. And uh, go-karting was fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and then, oh, Look how excited you are. We should yeah. do it. Team bonding. What? There's a, what? What's going on? Who oh, are you? Would you not like go-karting? I'd, no, love, I do, go, I'd you, love to go like, go-karting. If I imagine, I'd be like, right, let's organise go-karting. I wouldn't even ask you because <laughs> you would just say no. No, no, no. I love stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. go fantastic. Formula One. But paintballing, oh my God. So, superseded by a meal, possibly. Right. And then a night out. Yep. Great for team bonding. What was the question? Oh, there you oh go. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, there you are, paintball. Yeah, what would you do that against your fire? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you paint? You've never done paint? Never done paintballing. Never done paintballing. Oh, no. Go karting, oh. yeah. Never. So, so what used to happen to you, somebody's there, it, it runs it, you know, whatever yes, it is. Okay. Anyway, they'll say, like, if the other team give up, if you catch one of them in the woods yeah. behind, in camouflage, whatever it is, and they, and they admit defeat, you've not to shoot them. Oh, <laughs> no. The amount of people, I not, I, and you'd go like that, right, listen, listen, don't, don't. Okay. Can you imagine the, it? The next day, you pull it up. <laughs> Yeah. Black and blue and bruises. Oh, no. Oh. That's your yeah. task now. But I'm definitely not organising paintball. No, no. Just because it'll be me and Seb on the same or, side. Organise. <laughs> organise. Do we have go-karting around here? Yeah, there's something in Berlin. Berlin have got... Um, That's it. Yeah. Go-karting. There we go. Wow, I was and like, then we, can, we can get everyone. <laughs> no, he's gone from being depressed about highlights. He's gone from dishevelled. He's gone from dishevelled. I didn't like that one, by the way. <laughs> right, what we could do, we can get everybody that works in the show, right. and then I can. Once we're done with the highlight, the uh, <laughs> the co-cat, I can take the producer to the side and have a quiet word in his show, like Beautiful. about these highlights. Stevie wouldn't come, would he? If we invited Stevie, well, listen, he'd have to <laughs> get lost. Listen, to get be honest lost. with you, if he got on a go kart, he'd have get to lost. <laughs> get lost. Get run out of the fire exit. Off he goes. You have to bring his wife. <laughs> and he's yeah. to make sure his wife comes, you know. Otherwise, you're going to get that high vis jacket. <laughs> Just in case, like somebody <laughs> thought he was going to oh, shoot. You'd have to put a turbo on his, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd race him. I think everybody would. Gab should come. Oh, we'd be back on the boat. Oh. He could drive his car. He could drive his little cube car. You're, you're, this is true, though. You're oh. the favourite. Because I'm the lightest. Correct. Yeah. It makes a difference. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> could find. Although I'm a bit worried. The pedals are quite far away. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. Oh, there there it is. More highlights, I question. Beautiful. Uh, final question. Oh. Because <laughs> we're still on air, surprisingly. <laughs> Craig, should, oh <laughs> should Pulisic join the United States of Leeds oh, no. after McKenney? Somebody said to me the other day about uh, when, I, when I jokingly said to Stuart Holden right. uh, that I was available for all the American jobs, GM, yes. sporting director, yes. coach, jo and coach. Uh, Stuart taking the Kool-Aid, taking himself to a series, didn't respond. Someday, or maybe he's just muted me, I don't know. Someday responded and said, well, yeah, well, you're, you've, you've got Pulisic on the brain anyway or something. And I'm thinking, I don't have Pulisic on the brain. I would never bring him up. No, go-karting, yes. Pulisic. It's everybody else that brings him up to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I have no interest. What's the question? Uh, that's all right, it's done. Uh, that's well, it. He um, could. He could. Uh, before we go, Frank, apparently you've been posting some interesting pictures on Instagram. I haven't seen these, actually. Oh. oh! Debonair! <laughs> Debonair! Look at that! Oh. Why, is he, why is he wearing the Fonz's jacket on that I don't know, that's his biking jacket. His head doesn't look real, does it? Oh, there he is! Oh, wow. The freaking man. Pensive. Is, is that a photo or... Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> is, that is that a photo or a painting, Frank? Um, no, no, it was a, a photo made by a, a beautiful woman, beautiful artist, and uh, I had to thank her for that, you know, because I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite handsome in those, by the way, know, which is not me. Well, yeah, that's me. the music we it's should me. have played during the highlights. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, that's how I felt. There you are. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, can people buy those, Frank, if they want to?
I'll buy it. <laughs> you get no, that's a, a gift for me. Right. That's a gift for me. Okay. So. And I will soon. I will soon have another one, black and white, and I will show you again. Oh. But from another artist. Oh wow, oh, Frank! Very you nice. Too. You're popular, aren't you? You will see. Well done. Uh, who would win a go kart race I'll between you yeah, and my you area? Craig? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's it. We haven't got time. They've had oh, enough. Oh, okay. They've had enough. It's all okay, over. Bye-bye. It's all right. Goodbye. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> for more of this nonsense. Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/fc. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/fc now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/fc.